I'm Tommy, I'm mad. <laughs> That's so stupid. Go. Hit it. I'm not, I'm not starting. I don't know how to start. Hey, guys, it's Charlie Day on the other side of the mic. <laughs> oh coming God. to you live from uh. a very shanty north side apartment. No offense, Keech. <laughs> it is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your hosts, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of back check, back check. A quick one this time. What we're drinking because it's glorious. We're talking our batting orders. Take that, Chuck Garfine. I got a Minoso minute I got to cover. USA Today thinks we're in third place. And last but not least, we got to tease our next episode. All of this brought to you by DBC, DBC Brand. Brand. Go. Okay, Tom, lovely. welcome back for another episode. Wait, you're at my house. What? What was that? I don't know. I I don't know. I just I was just welcoming you. I can welcome back onto I, the mic. I mean, I feel welcomed. Thank you. I, I mean, appreciate remember, that. you're on number one, and I'm, I'm on number two am, today. Look at me. I am the guy. Look at me. I am number one. <laughs> okay, fine. So, I need to clear up. With Evan Marshall again, always. So, back, back, check, back, back. Words are really difficult. My brain is complete mush today. I apologize. It was crazy, man. (laughs) Two IEP meetings, a bit meeting. I can't give any more details or I'd be violating HIPAA. Oh, HIPAA. Wow. Uh, Sometimes I serve people pizza. (laughs) (laughs) On this edition of Back Check, Fact Check, I am cleaning up. My conversation with Evan Marshall again. Here we go. Because I'm an ass. He got a... Okay, so we were... What we said we were, basically... We were talking about how he took a liner yeah. to the head when originally you yeah. thought he got into a bar fight. So, he the details on the situation, he took a 105-mile-an-hour liner to the head. A comebacker. Comebacker. Comebacker to the head. In AAA... In the Diamondbacks organization. Correct. And was, like, immediately taken to the ER and, like, rushed into head surgery right away because it was that bad. Right. So that's the nitty-gritty on that. If anybody wants to correct Tommy even more for the next episode, please please lay it on. Send me an article and you can GFY, all right? (laughs) So. (laughs) Uh, Another back check. Back Back check. check, Back check. check. It's really hard today. Uh, we couldn't come up with the exact name of the beer that was introduced at Sox Fest, yes. but we were very close to it. We were close. It is Sox, Sox Golden, Golden Ale, Ale uh, by Goose, Goose Island. Island. Uh, scale one to ten, Tom, how would you rate it? Uh, eleven. We're, we're eleven. <laughs> A hard eleven. <laughs> the the only reason is because it's gonna come out in its own like Sox cans. That's like, yeah, it's, it's true. Be, Did it's you end up fun. grabbing one of those Sox koozies from Goose Island? I think so. Not that one. Not no. the I drank in this the 108 cozy signed by Evan Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's that's not it. Okay. No, they had, they had the tall boy cans, uh, koozies. I, I, I might be it. nice and give you one later. Uh, so let's hop right if into. I'm good. If you're good. You got to be good on this podcast, Tom. Don't be an a-hole like you were last no podcast. <laughs> Even though you're on mic number one. It's contagious. So It's true. We're going to hop right into yeah. Something that has been swirling around on White Sox Twitter. Something. Oh, right. Can I almost we cap forgot. this off? Because we are drinking the most beautiful beverage that was ever crafted so, today. Introduce this beverage into how I how you came upon it or how I came upon it. So basically, you're at Dark Matter Coffee. 
right? Jameson was actually so my roommate was at Dark Matter so Coffee. So he comes back with two four packs of Jepson's Malort Cold Brew Coffee. So say that again because that didn't. Jepson's make... Malort Cold Brew Coffee. It's cold brew coffee in that a is, can that had been that sitting sits in, in <laughs> Jepson's Malort barrels, I guess. Oh, by the way, Jepson's up. Uh, please sponsor us. Uh, the Official, unofficial sponsor of the Sons of Hanukkah <laughs> podcast. Thank you, Jepson Smart. Yes. And so that's the start. That's the base of this beverage. Next, we have Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, PBR. Hard, hard coffee. coffee. Absolutely delicious. Pour that right on top of that. And since there wasn't quite enough Malort in the uh, cold brew coffee. In the cold brew coffee, there's 0% alcohol. So, so that's that's just a sign that there's probably not enough Malort in there. So we, we added a couple, like, I don't think it's a couple shots. A couple dabs. A couple dashes. Yes. Dashes. Dashes of, <laughs> of actual Jepson's finest Swedish liqueur. I saw that big second dash you gave yourself. Well, oh, you might be at a full <laughs> shot glass. <laughs> well, that might be. That may have been. The problem that I'm having my, right now. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I can't say back back, back check back check. Still, because my, my brain is mush. You can't because you put too much more in your cold brew coffee. Oh god! But it's delicious, guys. Indeed. Come at so, us if you think that's not delicious. Those but three things you combined, amazing. Literally amazing. Now, as I was saying before you anyway, interrupted me, before we had episode, to apparently talk about this we delectable to. drink that we made tonight. Jepsons, uh, please. Sponsor us now. Please officially sponsor us. Oh, thank yeah, true, you for true, true, unofficially true. sponsoring us. <laughs> yes, now, circulating on White Sox Twitter, uh, the White Sox Talk podcast created a podcast episode just to talk about it, the mm-hmm. batting order. Yes. Now, I know everybody's saying this is the strength of the team, the number one strength of the team. Hey, hey, hey. I'm still leaning toward the bullpen being the number one strength of the team, but <laughs> that was a discussion on last podcast. Let's talk about the batting order because yes. this is one of the, I would say, it's biggest the topic right discussion now. points. You know, we're sitting in a wall. We're probably in the boat right now where Rick Hahn and company is, are not going to sign yeah. anybody else. So let's talk about – should we talk about what the batting order probably will be first or what we think it should be first? I think should be, and then we can le- end with sh- will be because that's funny. Great. So <laughs> we're going to – I can I go? Can I Yes, go? absolutely. Because I, I was very dissatisfied with specifically Chuck Garfine's lineup. I just didn't. I wasn't about it. He's so high. He's so high on Nomar Mazzara. Have you caught that recently? Because, like, if you listen to that podcast not, and that podcast on a regular alone, basis, you would basically be like, wow, Nomar Mazzara, he's going to carry the team. We're good. We're <gasps> nope. so solid. No, Sorry, that, not sold. Yes, this is where Chuck is coming from, though. It's like, there's there may be a reason why t- Texas gave up on him. There may be. In fact, there probably is. But besides <laughs> the point, besides the point. Anyway, that's for you, Chuck. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So, the other thing that... I had. I know. Very strong. (laughs) Um, The other thing, people on the pod went at uh, Chris Kampka pretty hard for putting um, Yasmani Yasmani Grandal Grandal at leadoff. And it's it's a debatable topic. I can see where he's coming from. So Highest uh, OBP guy, uh most chances at the plate. Big, big numbers. Then get him the most at-bats. That makes sense. So, for me, opening day lineup. Yasmani Grandal is number one. Now, a lot of people don't like that because he hits bombs. But 
look, you want the guy to be on base as much as possible. If he hits a home run leading off, are you upset? No, you're freaking hype. Absolutely. So whatever. That's great. So, okay, then Yo-Yo. I just think last year in the number two hole, he created a lot of success for himself. Don't fix what isn't broke. Mm -hmm. Again, don't fix what isn't broke. Guess what? Abreu, batting third, because he just raked in the RBIs last season at number two. Right. Can't. Makes sense. Absolutely. Can't change that. Love it. Plus, just in terms of seniority on the team and, like, who he is and, like, in the clubhouse and blah, 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 argue with me all you want. I think he needs to maintain a important spot in the order. Seniority, huh? Moving on. <laughs> Our so no Marmazara should be able to bat wherever he wants. Right? I'm kidding. <laughs> Continue. Our DH, Edwin Encarnacion, has to bat cleanup because he's bat- batted cleanup since he was four. Uh, Wait, so you did say Abreu at three. Did I miss that? Abreu at three. Okay. Edwin Encarnacion, batting cleanup, number four, Eloy Jimenez. If anybody hasn't hit a home run at this point, he will because okay. that's fantastic. He's at number five. Number six, I like Tim Anderson here. Um... He had Your a, list looks eerily similar to Chris Kamka's list, but go ahead. I, I like Chris Kamka, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that man. So, basically, he had a lot of success last season, right? Mm-hmm. Most of last season, he was batting six and seven. He had a little bit of time at two as well, but he was mostly in six and seven for the season. Okay. Again, don't shake what's not – don't fix what isn't broken got to figure out my sayings before I start trying to say them. <laughs> you would think we've been drinking all day. <laughs> I know. Continue. Uh, anyway, this is an audio medium. This is perfect for us. <laughs> We're really good at talking. Anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, number seven, the Luis Robert, who will be up at Robert. the start. Robert. 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 <laughs> On tap sports night out here. Um <laughs> And so I that I mean you the way he pronounced it was Robert Robert. So he's gonna be up here, uh, start of the season. Obviously, we all know this, but he's not gonna be ready to bat second in the lineup. You know, mm-hmm. um, give him the fewer at bats, give him a comfortable position in the lineup. He'll be he'll be producing more. I think it's where I have him. So now continue. number eight, Nomar no Mazara, only because he's probably gonna be better than our second baseman. And number nine, our second baseman, who is going to be the back of the order, is going to be not Slappy McSlapperson like everybody thinks it's going to be. It's going to be Leary Garcia because Slaps is going to be in AAA for the first half of the season. First Trying half of the season? Proving himself. Oh, yikes. You are so low on him. It's crazy to me. Until... Proven otherwise. I love. Okay, the one percent strikeout rate in I knew you were coming with. So, well, I mean, in minor leagues in general, exactly three percent, but still. But the pitching in throughout the minor leagues is not as good as the pitching in the major leagues. Look at what happened with Yo-Yo when he came up. He was not very good at hitting the ball. Yeah, I mean, you have, and he was killing you have it. Rookie. Yep. Right, and there's going to be a rookie slump. So let's just let him prove that he can get extra base hits in general. Because right now, he, I mean, he, it's not that he hasn't been getting extra base hits. And you got to love the contact rate. 
But even still, like, defense is going to be better, a lot better, actually, in the major leagues. And maybe not for Detroit, but everybody else, you know, <laughs> is going to be better. Anyway, so that's why Leary Garcia bats nine in the opening day lineup that it should be. That should be the opening day lineup for Tommy. Wow. Okay. Your turn. Are you are you in the boat that they shouldn't be winning now, Tom? Because I Madrigal... don't think he's the best option. All right. We'll let spring training prove that wrong. I'm welcome. I welcome okay. that. I welcome the competition. All right. I want Madrigal to prove me wrong, but until he does, AAA. Okay. Have a nice time. So here is where I'm at. You have to put together a batting order that is going to put the most runs possible on the board. Correct? Yeah. Okay. So here is why. That's why slap I'm starting. I need the pine. I'm starting with Tim Anderson at leadoff. Now, Tim Anderson, this should be the last year. If the rebuild goes as it should, if these okay. players develop as they should, okay. this will be the last year that Tim Anderson ever, 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 ever <laughs> is leading off. Um, <laughs> I know he, you know the batting average numbers were amazing last year. You tack on a little bit extra with OBP, but not a ton. He was the second highest OBP guy on the team last year behind Yoan. Specifically because of his batting average, because the man wasn't walking. And part of me wants to put Yoan in at the one spot and giving him the most opportunities to right. get on base, to hit the ball out of the park, to do his thing. I just can't justify it because I want to put other higher OBP guys in front of Yoan. Interesting. If you put lower eight and nine hitters in front of Yoan, you're minimizing opportunities later in the game for him yes. to drive in runs, Facts. right? Facts. So I'm thinking not just one through nine, they're batting once. They're bat batting three, four times through the order. Right. So, so I've got Tim at one. Okay. And I'm flip-flopping on two and three. and You I'm, have to choose. And I'm going to go I'm gonna go with Yoan at two. I believe in this. Ah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like you said, so I think I he hit really well. You, hey. in, I think he hit really well in two. I think Tim followed by Yoan is a dangerous duo. Yep. Um, and on top of that, I think that wedging Yasmani Grandal between two strong, really, really strong mm. uh, hitters, power hitters, is going to be a good fit for him. Uh, so I've got Yasmani Grandal at three. So we both agree that Yasmani Grandal should be in the top of the order, no matter what. Top, not you're saying top, top three, three rather than yeah. he should be two or three. Strictly breaking it up into two top he was a middle. Three eighty OBP guy. Last well, yeah, year. that's what I'm saying. You, I mean, if you're breaking it up top middle uh, and end of the order, he should be in the top of the order, no matter what. For sure. Okay, yes. I agree. Uh, four for me is, so this is a new nickname that I heard on White Sox Twitter the other day and I had to look it up and I was like, interesting. Edwin Encarnacion is four. Uh, his nickname is E5. So what? apparently he used to play a bunch of third base, like especially <laughs> earlier in his career. And he was so bad at defense that they nicknamed him E5. Uh, I learned this from Ken W.O. That's hilarious. Ken W.O. actually yes, Ken w. tweeted that. And I, was, I looked it up, that? and I was like, E5, and I, I looked it up on Google. And, it, and sure enough, that was a nickname for him That's back in the day. That's so funny. And I, I, I tweeted back at him, and I was like, E5. At first, I really thought you meant E6 because him <laughs> and his beef with Tim Anderson. <laughs> Ooh, yikes. <laughs> because Tim Anderson blocked him on Twitter. 
Already? So that was fast. It was last year during the Atlanta series when he stole a bag with Yoan up at the plate and <laughs> two outs. Um, so still, a, still a stolen bag. Encarnacion at four. No, he didn't. He got he got thrown out, and that was the end Ooh. of the inning. Yeah. So Encarnacion. Oh yeah, at you were four, there for it. I was. Encarnacion at four. Abreu at five. Uh, like I said, Way if this team, low. if this team is as strong as it should be batting, there's no reason why Abreu should be in the top four batting. This is a guy that has had regression every nah. single year, Tommy. I know you are nah. in denial of it, but it is true. Nah. Regression every single year. The trend says ribbies, baby. get some pressure. Ribbies. Ribbies. I'm not going to argue with you right now that RBI is a legitimate stat it's to prove probably. if a hitter is legitimate oh, or not. I'm man. not going into this. Oh, okay. That's fine. I'm all, I'm, okay, so, I'll allow it. Next is Aloy. <laughs> next is Aloy okay. at six. I really like him in that spot. There, it's where hmm. he was at for a lot of last year. Uh, when he in, was healthy. In, yes. In addition to that, you're just adding on the power, right? You're starting to power up that back end. Yeah. And Eloy, if you ask me of the rest of the guys that should be on the opening day lineup, which will be Robert, Robert. Uh, Mazzara, and Madrigal, mm. um, he is the strongest mm. of those four hitters. Mm. He is the strongest of those guys. Yes, he is. So so you think of him, you think of him as like kind of a kickstart the back half? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I have Robert at seven. Robert. I have him at seven because I want him wedged between two veteran hitters. Eloy? I mean, two guys that (laughs) – pardon me. I'm sorry. Fair. (laughs) And, I mean, Mazzara is not really a quote-unquote veteran either. They're both extremely young. Yeah. But guys who have at least had one year of major league A full year, yes. Right? Uh, In in other words, you didn't want to put him next to Madrigal. Yep. Mazzara at eight. It's nice to have a power bat at the end of your lineup. and 500-foot power bat. And nine – Nick Yuri Garcia. Oh, sorry. Say it again. Liuri. Oh, no, you can. Nick Madrigal. <laughs> and it's nice to have speed, contact, OBP at the end of your line. Yeah. So. In Liuri Garcia. That is why Liuri Garcia is not the man. <laughs> speed, OBP. No, he, he his OBP was trash. So let's talk about the will-be lineup. The will-be lineup. You go with your first All will-be right. lineup, and I'll go with mine. So and I'm going to go right back to a tweet that I had. <laughs> Mind you, this tweet came out almost a whole week before the White Sox Talk podcast. So <laughs> you, had to, you had to fit it in. I love it. Got to toot my own horn here. <laughs> Coltrane style. So... The will-be lineup of your Chicago White Sox on opening day is going to be, imagine Gene Honda just yelling this out and just booze throughout the whole stadium because oh Leury Garcia is leading off your Chicago White Sox in 2020. Um, fact, it's just going to happen. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Tom? <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm in the boat that Leary should be up to start the year, starting second baseman until, you know, Nicky's ready. But – He's not a leadoff guy. N- Nick Madrigal, not Nicky. Nicky Delmonico is not going to be back. Hey, I can call. Well, yeah, true. We, we that be we. I want to call him Nicky because I want to call everybody named Nick Nicky. Mm. But we already have a Nicky. That's fair. Okay, Nick. Um, just just verify. And uh, second in the lineup is going to be Nicky Delmonico because we're bringing him back. And then <laughs> no, second in the lineup. I think that they're going to get this right. They're going to put Yo Yo there. Um, that's what they've been doing all of last yeah, year. I mean, uh, I think that they it's 
mostly because it's very White Sox to not change anything. Um, they're just going to keep doing that. And then Abreu is batting third. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, yeah, we'll the starting catcher, James, James McCann. McCann. <laughs> so we're both in agreement that this whole yes. Lucas Giolito. Because Gelato is going to start opening day, and that means that James McCann is going to catch so opening day. So do you – maybe a quick minute I want to hear from you yeah. on this. Maybe even 30 seconds. What are your thoughts on this whole personal catcher <laughs> nonsense? Oh, I'm – Sorry, I called yeah, it how I, I see it. Yeah, I think you you already I'm your strong input. on this one. I don't think it's nonsense at all. I think, you know, if somebody needs a personal catch, there's a lot of pitchers that like the catcher that they have and it's not the best catcher on the team. There's a lot of instances of that and that's okay. You know, this these guys vibe well. If they're getting outs, they're getting outs and that's what matters. And But if, the reason why he liked McCann especially Right, especially over Wellington Castillo, is because James yeah, McCann well-y. is a better game caller, right, and a stronger catcher mm-hmm. in and general defensively than Wellington Castillo. What you're going to argue is that Grandal, Grandal is even more so superior. So yes. what I have to say to that is, you know, there is a relationship aspect as well. You can't like ignore that entirely, and this is something that's been developing over the course of a full season. So that can't just be swept under the rug and ignored. Uh, I don't. It can't if the price is right. Well, yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but th- this is this is the problem though. Like you're you're gonna have games that Grandal is gonna need to catch because McCann really should be shortened to only you know a hundred games tops um, on the season, right? And that's that's generous. Yeah. If you ask me. Well, it's. When you think about his second half, yes. Yeah. Um, so, I don't think he's going to be starting every single game mm-hmm. that Giolito is pitching, but I think it's going to be most, and I'm okay with that. I actually would prefer that. I want them to continue to build on the success that they've had, and I think a lot of it, as I said, is relationship that they have. Okay. And, hey, if you disagree – you disagree. What I'm talking about is not is not objective. It's subjective. So you can agree, agree or disagree. to disagree. Yeah, that's fine. But I also think like it's funny that McCann is probably going to be batting cleanup on opening day. So just be ready for that, guys. So I see your next. <laughs> I see your next uh-huh, spot. Uh-huh. Oh, that's crazy. You have McCann at cleanup. That, that, McCann is going to be. That, well, this is will be not uh, sh- not should be. This is will that be. Freaking floors me. It's going to happen. Uh, so just be ready. Hop when, into your five hole. My five hole is the DH for the day, Yasmani Grandal, because <laughs> he needs to be playing if they sign that big contract with him so they're gonna put him in even though edwin that means you're right in the pine so there it is my lineup has the same exact people in it but your (laughs) order is hilarious to me continue this is is gonna happen this is what's gonna happen number six the the bomb the bombshell from texas himself nomar mazara is going to be batting number six in the lineup which pushes ta to seven in the lineup which pushes eloy to eight in the lineup ain't no which pushes luis robert in the words of future ain't no fucking way (laughs) well this is why you're just going to be booing as gene honda reads this off because you're like what is happening this is what's going to happen though guys just be ready just be ready. All right, here and we if go. if it doesn't, praise the Lord. If it doesn't happen. Liuri, we had it one. Yohan, yes. we had it two. Mm-hmm. 
I have Grandal at three. That's I really good. think Ricky's going to come to his senses and understand that the he stats should be top of the order. don't lie. Um, Abreu at four because I think they love Abreu in the three or four spot. He's the best. <sighs> sure. Uh, five is going to be Aloy. Uh, they okay. believe in his power bat. He played, what, 120-something games last year mm-hmm. and still had 31 bombs as a rookie. Mm-hmm. He's going to be batting fifth. He's going to um, be good. Six is T.A. You can't put a guy that batted hmm. 335 or something like that last year. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not in the top six. He was batting seventh a lot last year. Just saying. A good amount. A good amount. But I think I think they're going to move him to six for opening day at least. We've got McCann at seven because personal <laughs> catcher. Because personal catcher. I'm going to knock myself out with how bad I'm rolling my eyes. <laughs> Mazzara at the eight spot because I think Ricky also believes that the power at the back of the lineup will be nice. Mm-hmm. Followed by Speedster and possible wild card with power, Luis Robert. Robert. At nine. So that's my. That's your will be. That's my will be lineup. I just don't see them moving uh, good old Luis out of the nine spot. You don't like the you don't like Edwin Encarnacion and you don't think that Edwin Encarnacion is going to be on opening day lineup. Right? I I don't just and because, because number one big deal to Grandal. Yeah. Number two, uh, saving him quote unquote saving him for warmer days. That's so that's so. And uh, he's literally and three, all he has to do is sit in the dugout and then hit a bomb and, and then go three, back and sit this down. This whole personal catcher nonsense. And plus later in the game, I can see later in the game them subbing him in. Them or? him them subbing him in for a Mazzara or yeah. a, a Robert and then and, like uh, putting some, in some other angle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That might be replacement. that might be the play in like late season 2 though. Like if somebody's really hot, no, absolutely for sure. Then playing them to start, and then and this is the importance of depth. In for somebody. This is the importance of depth. I can't say it anymore. That's awesome. That's actually like that made me excited right there. Even though that's like not that I would rather him start. That made me excited that we actually can utilize somebody in that kind of a role, and then have people that are good as backups, like ready to go, like. There's no more calling like freaking Ryan Adam Cordell yeah. or uh, who is the other – Charlie Tilson off the bench to pinch hit. Yes. It's nice. That. <laughs> That's so nice. That's so nice. All right. Let's move on. Oh, should we take a break? Let's take a break. you have a project or idea that you want to be seen at by as many people as possible? Mm-hmm. Do you provide a service but go underappreciated when you put yourself out there on social media? Of course. Do you want sleek, impeccable presentation but lack the know-how or resources? If you answered yes to any of these, get in touch with DBC Brand. With your choice of three solid tiers of social media marketing plans, you get access to professional social media content curation email marketing, blog posting, live video and photography sessions, and more. Find out more by visiting dbcbrand.com and give your business the creative touch and the spotlight it deserves. DBC, digital Digital by creatives. Yes! 
As we do from time to time on this podcast as a semi-regular segment, Tommy and I partake in something that we like to call the Minoso Minute. The Minoso Minute is a time when Tommy and I take a minute to talk about something that is outside of the game of baseball, outside the lines, as we say. Now, it got its name because Minnie Minoso was the first Latin-born player to ever play in the MLB and has his number nine retired by our Chicago White Sox. So we like to take a moment every now and again to talk about something that is more important than just the game itself or its players. Tommy, take it away. So essentially, I'm looking at the north side of town and thinking about Marquee Sports Network, whatever the heck they're calling it. It's a literal dumpster fire. It got the owner of the Cubs booed during their convention And honestly, he deserved it. Because at this point, you're looking at 60% of your fan base and saying, all right, you don't get to watch the games right now. But if you just like call your providers and uh, stay on the phone with them for a solid 30, 40 minutes, uh, you might be able to get your Cubs games that you've been watching your whole life for free. Uh, But yeah, just just commit a... commit an evening to calling your your provider and then but that's bullshit you know that's not their job to do it's the owner's job to come to a deal with the comcast sportsnet or whatever the heck to get them on the air now that being said the white Sox are still not being provided to dish customers either so it doesn't just come down to marquee I am basically here to call out every cable provider, whatever, get your shit together, get the games on everybody's TVs yesterday. Hey, I'm really proud of us. We haven't dropped the F-bomb in the middle or the beginning of a segment yet. You're right. I'm so proud of us. That's huge. I have said it already, this podcast. But but still, we're cleaning ourselves up, guys. We really are. We are young professionals. Look out for us, Columbia College. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's just for the guys on the inside there. Oh, Uh, so speaking (laughs) of looking out. Yeah. Apparently, USA Today feels like Ooh. the White Sox should not be – we should not be looking out for the White Sox. We'll, we'll be in third and a hard third. Uh, third again. Third apparently. with a hard R is what they're saying we're going to be. Third. What are your thoughts on that, Tom? BS. Um, 83 wins they they had us at. I think the thing that the, um, the USA Today writers or whoever came up with that left out was the absolute meltdown. That is going to happen in a, in uh, Cleveland. It's just bound to happen. Don't do you not. You're looking at me like I'm crazy. I thought you'd be on board about that. I don't think they're going to be as bad as you think. Oh, I think they're, they're going to be hot trash. I mean, like if you were to put a wins loss number on Cleveland for this upcoming year, what's it going to be? 80. 80 That's wins. not complete. I mean, yeah, they're below 500. Well, yeah, they're below 500, but like... The from, way you talk is from, like they're going to be a 72-win team. Yes, I mean, they're not going to be there, but 80 wins on a team that's won the division, well, been the top, one of the top two teams in the division for the past six years, mm-hmm. 80 wins is bad. 
Yeah, I mean it's below five hundred. They <laughs> that's gonna be if that's just back poor. Check, by the way, because I don't know what I'm. Hey, saying. Six, I think it's five. At least that's about, I would go with five. But <laughs> just listen to the next episode, guys. We'll fix it. There we go. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna be a five hundred ball club. I think Cleveland's gonna be five hundred ball club. Five hundred ball club. Bring a jacket. <laughs> Justice Almond actually texted me that the other day. Actually, literally today. Um, that's so funny. Now. I literally texted him back, though. This is going to be the motto of the 2020 White Sox. 500 ball club. <laughs> oh, no. Um, no. No. I think the White Sox are going to be a little bit better in 500. Yeah. I think Cleveland is going to be around 500. I would actually okay. project them at 81 and 81. Uh, mm. I also think... But that's still enough. If you follow the win total that USA Today gave the White Sox at 83 wins, 81 and 81 puts us in second. I just don't think they're going to be in a pos- like a winning position. You don't think they're going to be like Cleveland's going to be in a winning position. Um, so I think they're going to sell off at yes. least one piece, which like puts one the, major which is piece, where which they start is going to hurt them. They'll right. they'll be like hovering around five hundred for sure, a little bit above, and then they'll start selling off, and then they'll end up at or below. Is right, that what you're thinking? I'm yeah, I'm I'm I mean. 80 and 82, 81 and 81, 82 yeah. and 80. It's going to be somewhere around that range yeah. for Cleveland. For the White Sox, I think a little bit higher. Like right now, I, I know I'm looking for you, looking to you, Tom, for eternal hope and optimism. Ninety-nine wins. That is wins. the phrase right here. Ninety-nine wins. Nine, Ninety-one wins. Why, Tom? Because I am P. I am P. Coda. Is that I what am you're? P. Coda. <laughs> I am Pakoda. I stand by that. I am Pakoda. Ninety-nine wins. Don't wait for it. It's gonna happen. Nice round I'm number. I'm literally Beautiful going to, to make. A meme of you saying that, but it's gonna be like a giant pea coat on you. It's gonna be I am pea coda. Um, ninety nine wins. Yes. Uh, I just don't see the White Sox winning this division. I know it's well. I'm trying to stay as hopeful as possible, yeah. but it's gonna take so many factors. I mean, as I've stated before, mm-hmm. it's gonna take a healthy and productive Rodon. It's gonna take a healthy and productive Kopech. It's gonna take a br- a breakout rookie year from Luis, Luis Robert. Happening. It's gonna take Nick Madrigal being a productive mm. member of this team, mm. or Leary Garcia being a 360 OBP guy. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> um, on top of everybody else doing what they need to do, and Raywell coming back strong yeah, too. Would, I mean, yeah, that's the big one. It's really going to have to be, and Gelato being as good yeah, as he was, exactly. If not better. Everybody's going to have to be as good, if not better, on top of all of those yeah. guys coming back strong. Yeah, that's just so many and need, factors. And to you need thirty bombs on. from Edwin, at least. Mm-hmm. At least, it's so many factors to depend on. Yeah. So many healthy players, so many comeback seasons, so many improvements. So you're saying improvements. you do not believe in Ricky to bring him to bring him to the promised land. Well, here we go. Let's twist it this way, Tom, for the next three, four minutes. Yeah. Is he the guy for the job? I'm going to ask this question again. I asked this question around this time last year. I'm gonna, Is he the guy for yeah. the job? And I said yes last year, and I think i got to stay with that. You know, stick to your guns, stick to your Ricky. Mm. Um I'm I'm with him. I'm with Rick. But do Ricky's boys not quit, Tom? Um? <laughs> I don't quit on Ricky. I'll say t- I'll say that. Um but Ricky's boys don't quit on him. 
yes, exactly. Now, that being said, I think the first month and a half of the season is going to be a really good litmus test in terms of how many bunts is he calling for. And if the answer is zero to one, I think we're good. I'm going to see Nomar Mazzara put a sacrifice bunt on the first baseline, and I'm going to lose my damn marbles. <laughs> Honestly, if he's bunting, like, that's better than Johan bunting. So that's, you know, they a better step be shading the opposite the right way and playing deep in the outfield. <laughs> and yeah, some. Bunted over the, so- the shortstop's head or something. <laughs> anyway, I. I think that's going to be the main the main thing is like is he really playing to win um with bullpen usage is he being aggressive when people are struggling um and getting them out of the game because our bullpen is strong enough to you know and this is early in the season right this is what I'm talking about is like in the first month and a half of the season is he being aggressive with bullpen usage because that's going to be a Ricky wants to win kind of a sign to me and if he's not bunting that's a Ricky's wants to win What do you mean by aggressive sign. with the bullpen Let's say Let's say Gio is not himself on, during a start. Hmm. Like he he's gonna come out and pitch lights out first two starts of the season. Let's say third start of the season he's looking a little rocky. Fourth inning he's got the bases loaded and one out. Uh, and he's at seventy five pitches. Is he gonna pull him or is he gonna let him ride out? You hmm. know what I mean. I want him to pull in that situation. I want him to pull him out and get a really good piece in there like like an ever marshall to get a hold or something like that Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's going to be a good test for if he's ready to win or if he wants to continue with his whole development you know what i mean fair you oh i keep forgetting i put air quotes up when i said development guys yeah so that's that's where i'm at is Give me the first month of the season to to decide, to if, decide he's, if he's that's at, fair. if he's really in it. That to is win it. totally understandable, and I get that. But until that part of the season happens, I am I'm with Rick. Okay, Renteria and, and with and Han. Han. And yeah, Han. <laughs> yeah. I think we established that a couple episodes. Look right? at the name of the podcast. Literally, we episode like two point two in Han we trust. <laughs> um, yeah. I think this – here's the thing. I'm curious. I wonder if the front office is playing this right now. Mm. Like, with the pieces that they have right now. Interesting. If they're not going all out – like, they went in on free agency this year. Yeah. They didn't go all out on free agency this year. I, I mean, okay. They went, like – They you, went, like uh, – I was going to say something extremely inappropriate. <laughs> Uh, holster that holster that for the love of god holster it so they went in like 65 percent of the way thank you yes they went in like 65 i don't i don't fully agree with that 70 percent i i think they were in at like an 80 to 85 percent range they were in they got and now this is out of their control but they got beat out on wheeler they didn't really then fight for hugin rue but yeah. i don't know if they were ever gunning for right. him and maybe they Hugin-Ryu really didn't want to come here and that could have been a factor that they we don't kind know about. of right they kind of uh what's the word settle i would say nomar mazaro was a settle 
Uh, they didn't go out for. I, I think they targeted Nomar Mazara. Because that was a winter meetings. Think about that for a second. Yeah, it was, but they went out there. Remember, you targeted a Nomar Mazara. You didn't target. Right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're somebody, saying. Somebody, right? Um, and they had the anyway. And on top of that, too, I Cshek isn't Dellen Patansis. so maybe Dellen Patansis looks like he's got a lot of innings on his arm. Wow, Cshek has not even true, especially in comparison to Cshek. <laughs> I'm glad that we're not even going to have to go back and back no, check that no one. there's no back check, back check so, required. <laughs> I would give like the offseason grade like a, a B. I would give it a B. So That's kind of harsh. I mean, it's it's harsh, but I it's time to start having high expectations a for this minus, ball club. A minus. It's time to start having higher expectations for this ball club, I, is it not? I just said right? he can't bunt. I just said that. He's not allowed to bunt anymore. That's high expectations. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All, all that to say, I I'm willing to ride with Ricky, but this is Ooh, this is ride with Ricky. <laughs> I like that, but little uh, Harley Davidson, uh, little ad campaign. Nice, yo. Harley should be reaching out to you for that. I'm one. telling you, or or giving you credit when it shows up on TV. Hell yeah, it's gonna happen. All right, anyway. Um, but this is I think this is this is the the hot seat for him. Yes. This is the moment of truth. This is kind of like this. If the he can't, yeah. if, if he can't make major improvements with this squad this year, mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. If this team is not a 500, at least a 500 ball club, he's gone, right? He has to be a 500 uh, ball club. Even Vegas is giving him 74 wins, I, Tom. I mean, come on, Mr. Pakoda. They're going to be 99 wins. They're going to be right? 99 wins, but I also don't. This is the thing. I think all of White Sox fans will be calling for his head if they're not over 500. Is this team not 10 wins better? This team is more than 10 wins. This team is so 35 wins better, okay? <laughs> so just think about that for a second. Uh, but I. I genuinely don't trust the Ken Williams of the world. What's his name? Kenny Williams? Ken Williams. Kenny Kenny Williams, Williams. yeah. I did say it right. Vice President of Baseball Operations. I don't trust him or Rick Hahn to pull the trigger on Ricky Renteria because I think they really have given him the keys to the franchise and just said go. And if he doesn't pan out, then I don't see them pulling the trigger quick. You know, like, I think this is one of those guys that they're going to let ride for a while, like Robin Ventura. This is year three. Correct? This is year three, but the this is the year first, three and they're the first finally two years putting. were very clearly labeled as you're going to lose. So giving him one year, one half of a year, in your opinion, to prove that he's ready to win. I mean, I'm going to give him the whole year. I am going to give him the whole you year. You just said he's going to be fired at half season if they weren't going to. Literally not did over. not say you that. You said if they're not at we're 500. Get, we, we can back check that one. Fine. I said if they're not 500, 500 by the, I, they have by to finish with a 500 way, record. You did not say finish this season. Okay, anyway. So I I think he's going to be our no matter what happens. even if they're, He'll be the manager at the end of the year. I think he's going to be manager at the beginning of next year, even if this season is a train wreck. And... I don't think that's the right play if this season's a train wreck, which it won't be. So I don't even know why we're talking about it. Uh, but 
I, I just I think that this front office is going to trust him even more than I trust him. Will that's crazy? And because you're you are Ricky's boy, I'm Ricky's boy, and Ricky is your boy. <laughs> All right, I love that man. Now let's um let's wrap this up a little bit. Tom. Yes. First, we have not talked about it yet. Yeah, this is crazy. The big news dropped over the yes today over today. Mm, late last night. Late last night, Kenta Maeda became a Minnesota Twin. Yikes! Makes the Twins now. I saw an interesting tweet from our guy P. Knowles, Patrick Nolan, Nolan from uh, – he does some stuff with Sox Machine. Yes, he does. Um, he said if – obviously this does not make the Twins rotation a strength, but if you're going to tell me that it's a weakness now, you're lying to yourself. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's not it's it's literally it's, it's not a weak rotation on paper. Like there are weak rotation there are weaker rotations in the major leagues. I would say about half of the rotations in the major leagues are weaker, if not even. Yeah, right. Yeah. So At it's, least. it's and like you pair that with the lineup that they have and the bombs that they're going to hit and it's it's dangerous. It, yeah. I it mean becomes, it's not a strength, but it's not a weakness by any means for it, them anymore. Yeah, and it when looks, Kenta Maeda becomes your 3, I mean yeah. when you finally slid Homer Bailey out of that spot, Homer Bailey's going to be your ace. Uh <laughs> come back boy of the right Tom. <laughs> so so all I mean okay. like scoops. Yeah. But it looks more like they're going to – because we're talking like a lot of people just assume these twins are regressing. I also am one of those people that's going to think that they're regressing, but is it going to be as much regression as previously understood now that we have Kenta Maeda in their uniform? Maybe not. This is where I'll probably go with USA Today. They're probably a 94 win team. Yeah, unfortunate. But what's nice is we're going to have a really exciting addition to the podcast this next Yeah, episode. speaking of the twins, a should little, we Yeah, we should have we tease to. that. We'll tease it. Yep. So we're getting our guy Joel Brand, our twins analyst, our twins insider uh back on the <laughs> podcast. Uh we're not just going to be talking Twins White Sox AL Central though. We're talking baseball in general. Yeah. He posed some interesting He's conversation topics thoughts. for us. I'm He's very very excited. And not T H O T thoughts. He's got He may T-H-O-T. have those well, too, yeah. but we'll uh we may ask him that next week. <laughs> I think we have to now. But <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be really fun to have him on. He's all, he's a great baseball mind. He's just funny, too. Uh, so Most definitely. We have a good time with him every time At we talk baseball. the Untamed Bowl. Indeed. So give him a follow before we uh, have him on next week. Uh, try to haze him just a little bit. Just a little. Just enough. <laughs> just 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 the right amount. Don't go too hard. Just I'm looking at you, Yuri Base Cup. All right? <laughs> Not too hard. <laughs> Oh don't, gosh! Don't make that into a soundbite. Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, are, we are, gotta wrap up. Are we? we gotta, are we good, Tom? We're good here. <laughs> okay. Final word. Final words. Um, I am Pakota. Ninety-nine wins. Ricky's my boy. And Ray, you batting third. You're officially cut off. <laughs> Rebuild or bust, Tom. In Han we trust. Have a good one, everybody.